0: Welcome everybody to the Mando Fan Show. We are here live on this Wednesday, uh, frigid up here in the Northeast region of the United States, but uh, things are heating up in uh, Boba Fett land as we're going to talk about Chapter 3 of the Book of Boba Fett. With me as always is James and Lacey and our guests, our friends from Star Wars Explained. You know them. You love them. Molly and Alex, what's going on? Welcome back. How are you guys doing?
1: Yay hi Woo, i'm th- so impressed with your intro i but- was gonna say the same thing that was sick <laughs> our intro we just go live and we're like hello it's again
0: <laughs> well that's james threw together the the uh little audio thing and that always gets me kind of pumped because he like put in different sound effects and slowed them down stretched them out and yeah. like the kind of created
2: my own audio to make sure Yeah. You know, no copyright thing happens. Is that you in the chorus
3: doing that? Like, (laughs) oh.
2: Yes. Yeah. I use the same effects uh, that Ludwig did for the show. I'm just like, hum, da, dum, dum. (laughs) (laughs) And then I just kind of bury it a little, you know. Sounds great. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. James, you should get back into uh, the music business, in my opinion. <laughs> but go. just vocally, though, really. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So this episode directed by Robert Rodriguez, written by John Favreau. Um, we're going to kick things off as we typically do. Um, first, though, Alex and Molly, I know you guys have your uh, show that you do, uh, The Book Report, uh, which I love the image of because somehow you got it to look like he's wearing like Ben Franklin bifocals <laughs> or something. So, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it's good old Brian Ward.
1: Brian Ward oh, yeah. is a... Did he do that? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. He might be in the, the chat wizard now. He's <laughs> uh, thumbnails. He, he is the best. Awesome.
0: Yeah. So you guys go live uh, 6 East every Wednesday for that, right? hmm yep. All right. So if you, if you don't yet, go check that out as well. Um, can't get enough talking about this stuff. So, But thanks to you both for joining us on this round. that You've uh, greased the wheels and you have your takes and all that stuff ready to go. Very but, warmed um, up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs>
0: How we start things off here is we'll go around and give our rating for the episode on the Tamara Morrison face scale. There's Brian speaking of faces. Popping in for the chat. Uh, so yeah, one to ten Tamara Morrison faces bright veneered smile and all and uh, halves count as well and then we'll give our average and then also our uh, patrons scored this as well. We'll see they're averaging it to a couple of comments. So I will kick things off based on what I saw in reactions from social media, I think I am on in the minority on this, but this was my favorite so far hmm. of the Book of Boba Fett. So I gave this episode an eight. Um, I've been pulling in my mind, trying to pull the story back to the present when he, they go to the flashbacks, even though I've enjoyed everything. Um, and they did it and they stayed there this time. So I think that's part of it, but I'll get into more of my reasons why later. But I, I'll give it an eight um alex how about you chapter three book of boba fett what would you put this on our Tamara morrison face scale uh i'm giving it a seven out of ten
3: Tamura uh crazy eyes faces (laughs) in (laughs) battle mode (laughs) this was i can't decide it's probably tied with me for number uh with the first episode the second episode is my absolute favorite um but I I still right. enjoyed this one. I walked away from this one thinking like, yeah, that black chrysanthemum fight, uh, the Rancor stuff. I loved all that.
0: Uh, yeah, I thought I thought he was like paralyzing Boba Fett <laughs> when he was crushing him. But um uh Molly, how about you? You uh I know I saw your tweet about it, you were kind of like there were some good, some bad, so where'd you rest on this one?
1: Yeah, I don't I feel like I'm really stingy with my ratings. Uh, for for this show that. and for and for every show, really. <laughs> so I think I I yeah I give this one like a six and a half.
0: All right. Only All
1: because right. I I really enjoyed it, but I I think it was a little bit felt a little bit rushed. And I don't know, like there's a lot of cool moments, but overall, after the last episode, I just feel like it fell short just a tad. But gotcha. A six and a That's half fair. for me is pretty good, I think.
0: Nice. So, no one wants your Yelp reviews, is what you're trying to say. <laughs> no. <laughs> Chicken no, no. is
2: overdone.
0: Yeah. Um, Lacey, we'll go to you. What did you give this episode? Mm. Chapter three.
4: I gave this 7.5 faces. Uh, All right. I think I was at a seven and I gave it the 0. 0.5 for the rancor alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I was on um, um, rancor scale, it'd be a 10 out of 10. <laughs> but just because it's the
2: whole episode oh um, there's room to go up on the rancor
4: come on <laughs> yeah i just kind of felt like there were a lot of really cool moments in this episode i felt like that chasing was a little too long for me like a little mm-hmm. it was like i don't know 30 seconds too long 45 to a minute too long that i was like okay we get it they're chasing them like he's knocking stuff over And I think that's what kind of brought me down from like a higher score. But other than that, um, I really enjoyed it. So far, I think my favorite episode has been two, even though I ranked this higher because of the Rancor.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, the Rancor played a big part in my higher score as well. Um, James, how about you? Round us out here. What did you give this one? One to ten, buddy. Seven. So
2: um, to me, I was thinking about that. And I was like, is this one as good as last week? Well, it's really close, but I gave it the one step down because everything I liked about last week was in this episode too. Like Black Crescenton, oh, he shows up again. Oh, the twins, like, oh, he shows up again. You know what I mean? But I think the last last episode had that kind of beginning to end kind of story with like him resolving the train heist situation. Whereas this one was, it felt like there was a lot of setup things. And so some of the things that happened like action scene, train heist, action scene, car chase, car chase wasn't as cool as the train heist, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like, I just had to keep it like on the same level, but just pull it back a little bit. Cause it didn't quite meet all the expectations after last week's great. 7.5. Right.
0: right on. All right. So uh, out of the five of us, we're giving this a, uh, a nice little 7.2. There he is. <laughs> not Let's the speak. crazy ding, eyes. Ding, I apologize, Alex. This is the glamour shot. But look at those teeth. He, Boba Fett canonically has to have the best teeth in Star Wars. <laughs> He's
4: got great teeth,
2: too. blackest eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Bacta tank works wonders for your eyebrows, <laughs> exactly. apparently. Uh, not for Darth Vader. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
2: Yeah. that's true. Maybe he bought
0: like he bought like the Kirkland version, and Boba Fett (laughs) got the premiere version of the. The Emperor gives Vader placebo back to.
3: Yeah Yeah. right. It's just water,
2: mouthwash.
1: (laughs) We talked about the idea that like Mustafar fire, if that burns your brows off, they're gone for good. Like you
4: can't grow those suckers back.
0: That's a good point. That's a good point. I also do like how Boba Fett is like. Anyone, anyway, you need to use my back to tank. Go ahead. You know, you got your shoulder. Oh bit. yeah. Yeah. Throw him in there. Let's. We, we can all benefit from this. It's not. I would have loved to have seen
1: them trying to f- squeeze the that Gamorian guard into the yeah. back to tank. Yeah. Like, mm.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just totally scrunched up. <laughs> um, all right. So seven point two from us. Uh, James, how about our patrons? What did they give this thing?
2: Uh, they gave a little bit lower to six point nine. 6.9. So, okay, so close. that last tem, tem is kind of like Van Gogh. Like.
0: <laughs> no, oh, no ear. This yeah. podcast just became very sophisticated and artsy. <laughs>
3: um,
0: all right, 6.9. All right, so let's get into a couple of their comments before we hop into our uh, Easter eggs. Um, first, I just want to say thanks to everybody who is joining us live. Uh, if you don't mind liking the video, and if you're on social media, if you saw the tweet, share it, let people know to come on in and join the party. Uh, hopefully everyone's having fun in the live chat now. If you have to duck out at any point, don't worry. Tomorrow morning, we'll get this episode up on the audio feeds, uh, Spotify, Apple, all that stuff, too. So don't worry there. But if you're joining us, thank you. And we hope you enjoy the show. So a couple of comments here from patrons. Our our commander, Graham Parrish. What's up, Graham? Said six. uh, Same score as episode one. So he's kind of with you, Alex. One and three were similar for him in terms of how he scored it. Uh, Some good moments like uh, Black Krasanskin. Uh, Cressantan, geez, fight and some more plot added thought the chase scene was awful. Not really feeling the scooter gang so far. So I've, I saw a lot of that online today, actually, but, um, and then we've Admiral Araman Rojas, eight Thames just did not enjoy the chase scene. So there we go again. So a lot of people didn't like the chase scene very much. Um, and maybe we can get into why in a little bit, uh, I may defend it a little bit. We'll see um but uh Lacey, i'm gonna move on to easter eggs in a second how's the chat looking
4: so first we have a super chat from gary 24 fan thank you so much gary. so much Ugh. uh can we all agree someone behind the scenes is an office space fan first the tps report reference in mando and today the glorious steven root
3: yeah yes
0: statement. yeah about the tps um, reports
4: yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and
0: burn down the palace
4: yeah thank you so much for that um otherwise in the chat i mean a lot of people agree that the chase scene was a little slow uh this kind of made me laugh because i have seen this a lot today was the power rangers and their bikes were too clean they didn't look they lived on tatooine a lot of people have been calling this gang like power rangers because they're all the specific colors yeah. of the power rangers yeah. and i do agree the bikes are a little clean but i know that a lot of people are like oh it's that 1950s feel that george lucas loves that kind of thing um but yeah i mean the yeah. chase scene seems to be everybody's kind of sticking point on whether they liked this episode or not
0: yeah. i thought the,
2: the bikes were interesting because people were complaining they were too clean and i was like it's not that they're just too clean because that's a that's a nitpick but it goes further than that that they specifically mentioned that these people don't have very much access to water
4: it's true like yeah.
2: So these bikes are like prestigious and yet like water seems to be the commodity that they're like needing more of. Well, I'm like, stop I, washing your bike every 10 minutes.
3: I, I hadn't heard about a uh, mod subculture until today. Um, but our, our guest uh, kept on going on about how old he is and how he knew mod subculture. So he was explaining it to us. And basically the idea was that these people put everything they had into their Bikes. bikes. Yeah. So, it was
1: like British sixties, uh like young punk gangs, and like yeah, they all they cared about was like their bikes and how cool and clean they were and how they so was, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. these
3: people probably stole the water, washed their bikes first, and then drank the water. <laughs> yeah. that, oh. <laughs> that to be. I was I was
2: gonna mention too at some point in this episode well, that I I know that these bikes Were actually designed. uh, Their inspiration came from a movie called Quadrophenia. If anybody Mm -hmm. knows of that, you can look that up. But after I was told that, I looked up the bikes and I was like, "Yeah, definitely." So if you want to go look (laughs) that up, it's tied with a movie. Like I think it's like the name of a Who album, and then like they made this movie. But it's about like 1960s, like what you guys are saying, like these bike gangs. And there's kind of like right. this war was going on, but like they had these bikes with a bunch of headlights and rear view mirrors sticking out the side. So that was the inspiration for these bikes as, you know, prop makers are telling me.
0: Well, that's a good segue because we are going to get into some Easter eggs mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. and or we references. We do have one
4: more Super Chat. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> Before awesome. we get into the next thing. So Double D, thank you so much for the Super Chat. Said, it's so cool to see the t- my top two Star Wars channels together. Whoop, whoop. By the way, do you all think Stanton? Uh, will work for Boba now. I can never say his name. I call him B- Big K. I
1: call I, him Chrysanthemum,
4: like the flower. Oh, <laughs> that I, yeah. Cursantium. That's all I
0: think of. <laughs> chrysanthemum. Yeah. Um, he ran question. off. He...
4: he booked it, huh? Mo-
0: yeah. Molly, <laughs> he, he, dry, he did a light jog. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I,
4: booked I, it. I They always... were like, you're done here. Get, yeah. Get
2: I always yeah. did it like, I pronounced it in my head, chrysanthemum. And it was easy because it was like a croissant. Ah black yeah. but then okay. like I guess more fans or the real pronunciation now, I think, in the show, has put a little an instead of an on. So chrysantin. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but that that
0: helped me with the how I just botched it. it two minutes ago. It's just like <laughs> it, it happens. It's Star and one Wars more weird. we have
4: Sooner Thron who said hi to my favorite two Star Wars channels. Thank you so much for the super uh-huh. chat. We really Thanks, appreciate buddy. it. Uh Very now cool. we'll head into the Easter eggs.
0: Yeah. So So Lacey, you had asked, or somebody asked, uh, whether he's going to join, or someone in the chat did, right? Whether he's going to join Super Chat, um, whether he's going to join
4: work for Boba Fett.
0: Molly Mm -hmm. and Alex, what do you think? Do you think he's going to come back around, sort of like the people in Mando came back around towards the end too? Or do you think he's he's to be seen at another time? That -hmm. was my
3: guess. That we're going to follow a similar structure to the Mandalorian seasons, where it's like you meet a handful of characters, and then in the season finale, they all come back together. (laughs) I I, I guess I'm saying that because I hope that Chrysanthem is coming back. I don't want him to be gone.
1: Yeah, yeah. How I, how you, you let
2: him go, so you would think he'd repay the favor somehow or something.
1: Yeah, he. I mean, he's either going to come back, or I feel like I mean, he's a working bounty hunter. He just leave Tatooine and go get a job elsewhere. Um, yeah. But I I mean that is a pretty impressive costume. So. I hope they continue to use him in the show and that he maybe sure.
4: comes back. It's like prom. They use it once, a wedding. They use it once. <laughs>
0: right. Like- yeah. My wife's dresses up in the closet. I'm like, what are you doing with that? Should we Should we get rid of it? She's like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. All right.
4: <laughs> he did book it, though. Like it, it actually reminded me of Bill Burr's character of uh, – mayfield oh, yeah, yeah. they let him go too he didn't run as quick i think bill Burr was just like i'm not running i'm walking he walked off i'm yeah. walking away uh but i think i agree with you guys i think he's gonna come back i don't think he's gone he looked bill like he Burr thought was. he was just out of the shot and he was just like cool yeah i'm out bye <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let me go back to the craft table
0: <laughs> right by jeans guy and he's like come on man let's go get a <laughs> um all right cool yeah I-, I hope we do see him again uh Uh, At the end would be cool, too, if he like kind of joins forces and then we see him carry on after this show, too. But um, all right. Easter eggs. um, We'll go around and we'll just give one, whether it's uh, it could even be a pop culture reference that's popular or uh, a direct Star Wars Easter egg or callback, whatever you think um, uh, tickled the nerd gene in your brain. Um, So, Molly, we'll start with you. Did you uh, see anything of that ilk in this chapter?
1: Uh, Yeah, there's. A couple that I noticed, but the first one right off the bat, we got a Bomar monk, which as soon as that popped up in a trailer, I was I made this like wild theory that it was gonna be one of the main characters and it was gonna have a a voice (laughs) Uh, and it was gonna just like talk a lot. (laughs) So as soon as I saw it, I was like, yes, and then it just went away. Um, (laughs) It's time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were in they were in Return of the Jedi and in Legends, uh, Alex, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but Bib Fortuna's brain got put into one in Legends, wow. so maybe that's Bib somewhere out there. I don't know.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. That's a good point. Did, yeah, did Boba Fett shoot him in the head? Or did he, like, I think it was he in the chest. his brain?
1: No one's uh, going to hurry to to save Bib's <laughs> brain though I don't think.
0: I feel like we're in this era now where everyone is trying to revive Star Wars characters. Uh so maybe Bib Fortuna lives again through a a robot spider. um, <laughs> we'll see. But, um Alex how about
3: you? Uh yeah, the huts uh they give Boba Fett, this gift—it's a creature, and uh you can see that creature in *Return of the <laughs> Jedi* too. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, I'll cheat and I'll pull up my, my list. Of
4: the
3: name <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. For uh, some reason, I wrong. thought it
4: was the rat that you were talking about again. And I was like, "Where do we see those in *Return of the Jedi*?" Oh, which someone said are <laughs> jibs
3: I don't know if that's oh, yeah, confirmed or will... not those it, poor things that he's like it looks like it could or it couldn't be
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, i'm cheating and i'm going to pull up my list oh, oh the big one yep. we'll keep it tied to the rancors the mention of the witches of dathomir writing nice rancors i love yeah. that
4: very cool mm-hmm. uh, I'm,
3: a, I'm a courtship of princess leia defender i haven't read it <laughs> since i was nine
4: me too
0: <laughs> i have fond <laughs> memories of it so very cool that is a good one um all right who's up on my list here Lacey. What do you
4: got? Um, Peli motto. I said Otto in my review. I was one letter off, mm-hmm. guys. Give me a break. Uh, motto is walking to right screen when Boba Fett is walking left with her little yeah. pitch rights.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that was cool. I was proud of myself that of... I spotted that. But the
4: Mandalorian
2: obvious reference there too.
4: Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because that that era takes place before Mandalorian, and I think they confirmed that at least again by the spikes of the stormtrooper helmets being put on this, those stakes mm-hmm. or whatever. And we see that in uh, the first trailer for the Mandalorian. How is that possible if he
4: gets his armor after Mandalorian?
0: Yeah. So he didn't have his armor yet. He was still in his Tusken gear. That was in the flashback. Yeah. He was on the Bantha.
4: <laughs> oh, when he was doing that walk. I'm getting confused. Yes. You're right. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yep.
0: He's still, uh, looked kind of banged up oh my god the Um, back and forth
3: is
4: making my brain hurt
0: yeah
3: (laughs) my parents watched Uh, the first episode today and just
0: texted me huh (laughs) 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 that's legit my like i I would use my brother as my barometer on the show for like deep cut stuff or like whether he knows what like the high republic is and stuff like that and he's always just like
2: (laughs)
4: yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) um uh james how
2: about you um well how about making their first live action appearance uh the melu run fruit from rebels ah uh, yes yeah so we had the the moment where it was like back to the fe- future like i hate manure scene yeah. but we replaced <laughs> it with, like ah. this fruit that has shown up randomly throughout lots of uh new disney era star
4: wars stuff, it looks like yeah. the thing ray eats at M- masconata's
0: it looks like it should be refreshing yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. but i don't know
4: it
1: looks like dragon fruit kind of yeah
2: yeah
0: yeah um
2: but i i I noticed it and i thought is there any chance that that is that fruit and i looked it up and i was like i was dead on (laughs) That is that fruit so and it was his first live action appearance too
0: and people were saying people were making a lot of comparisons of that to back to the future Two because of the Hover element of the crafts and stuff like that, but when they did that slide into the cart and the fruit fell in, I was like, "That's the manure scene, man. That's Back to the Future <laughs> One. That is I hate manure like to a T, <laughs> except it was uh, fruit instead of like uh, bantha crap." So there you go. <laughs> that that um, would have been, been pretty funny too, but you I don't know we're going go that with far himself. with it. I don't know that I have that many. um, mine aren't as good you guys took all the good ones so that's what <laughs> happens oh i would say this i don't know if this is a stretch or not but i saw a, a direct parallel or, or or sort of um similarities between when he went back to the camp and all the tuscans were burnt up to when luke returns and sees Baru and, and owen uh burnt up and it's kind of like that same thing where it's like your adopted family Um, you know, you went off to go do something and then you came back and they were, they were gone. So you're like found families gone in that similar type of fashion. So I don't know why that felt similar to me. I don't know if it's because of the Tatooine plus the smoke plus his reaction and maybe the music. I don't know, but I I made that connection. I don't know if if you guys think that's a stretch or not, but that's just something that I felt uh, was poignant. I can Um, see
3: that. I don't think it's a stretch.
0: Sweet going to get out of here now. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, are there any others, uh, Molly? You got any uh, anything else we want to throw out there?
1: Um, the Ralph MacQuarie painting that we see briefly yes. in the car chase. Oh my god, I loved that moment. <laughs> Amazing.
0: That was a that was a Ralph MacQuarie concept thing. Yeah.
1: From Return of the Jedi, they just took Luke out of it, but yeah, yeah the, it was very that fast. The fact. They edited it. Yeah.
0: Wow, <laughs> that is so cool. I I, I remember I seeing the painting and I just thought it was. Wow, that's so cool they did that. I like that. Um, uh, Alex, any others? I'm sure you have like five billion <laughs> between the two uh,
3: of you. I liked on the, the feast table that they prepared, uh, they had a roast nuna, which uh, kind of <laughs> like the mailer run fruit. That's a, that's a food that shows up in the Clone Wars all the time. Uh, so they, they made one for live action.
0: Very cool. Oh, my God. I have no idea what that is.
3: <laughs> I I uh, I had a note
2: to go back and look over the table to see if there was oh, food wow. references and I didn't I didn't get a chance to, so I'm glad you found one and brought one up.
0: Oh, I'm looking at it now. Was it in the prequels too or anything? It looks like a prequels animal. Uh, yeah, the Nuna it's the same thing that
3: Jabba like flicks off of his balcony. Ah, the race.
0: Yes. Okay, very cool. And it does that like scream. Yep. <laughs> Death scream. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Cool um lacy you got any others
4: yeah the moment with the wart where the little animals jumping around and then the one comes and flies in and eats it and then it eats that so it's like there's always a bigger fish type moment oh um, nice but... that's cool oh, good yeah that's yeah that's really good and that's obviously
2: <laughs> the same like bullfrog creature
1: yeah uh, wart,
4: yeah
0: yeah yeah
4: that they um, eat in the other episode Ugh.
0: oh i gotta go back and check that because i saw that moment but i didn't see the the that thing eating the small yeah thing. it's a okay.
4: three-pronged attack and i was like that's oh awesome. this is john's moment i thought you would have brought it up
0: i i'm not as observant as you might think um,
4: you love those big fish i know I love, the, I
0: love the jacked fish yeah that's my guy um so i'm ashamed of myself so uh <laughs> anyway james do you have any others? Um, yeah, I
2: went back and double checked to make sure uh, that when Anton throws Boba Fett for the first time, and he's reaching for something, they show a close up of the whistling bird. Uh, from oh. Wars, he's got one like ready to go. Oh That's, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I did. That. I at first watch, I just saw like he was reaching for a weapon. It seemed like, but uh, I went back and looked at the close up, and then looked at what you know the prop for the whistling bird. I was like, yeah, it's the same thing.
1: Huh. I thought it was just like the flamethrower, but that's cool.
0: Interesting. You guys should make right, a Anybody, anybody can out. double check me on it, but it, it seemed very oh, clear. I, that I it was didn't,
1: I didn't get a good again. look at it.
0: <laughs> a pie bet between James and Molly for celebration.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah. The last one I have is uh, the rickshaw droid um, that spins out of the way of his speeder and doesn't get like the cart got clipped a little bit but it didn't get killed Mm -hmm. um and that was the same uh droid that's uh helped Padme and Anakin get through the towns of Tatooine in Attack of the Clones rickshaw and they still called it a rickshaw they didn't think like George Lucas didn't think of anything fancy just like I'm tired (laughs) that's a rickshaw uh, rickshaw." (laughs) um so uh, that's it it? for me if you guys have others like Molly if you have a bunch you want to fire off go for it and then um we can get into the our main discussion
1: the only other one i'm thinking of is boba fett saying he's ridden bigger beasts and that just made me yeah. think of the holiday special mm-hmm.
0: yeah ah that's that cool. like I giant like that.
1: dinosaur thing that he ran yeah the yeah.
0: size yeah yeah anyone else just throw it throw out any other is, it, you got out is it
2: too much of a stretch to say uh that when all the pike showed up they showed up on a star cruiser and i was like
4: galaxy's like edge that? Yeah. yeah,
2: I was like, kind of feels like an ad there. It's not the same <laughs> shit.
4: It felt like that when they said it too. I was yeah. like, well, I like oh, we should I'm probably the start using Star
3: Cruiser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it and it looks like, like it too. It's like that gray kind of
4: football Yeah, it's the gray yeah. kind of football shaped ship. It it looks like. I think I'm pretty sure you're right, James.
0: All right, interesting. Pretty sure. Um, yeah. Alex, any others? Last call for the- Easter eggs.
3: The Pike leader in the flashbacks—he uh, had this really cool, like, blue and gold suit. And I was trying to find what Pikes normally wore. And in the Clone Wars, I saw that Marg Krim from season seven, uh, with the Ahsoka Pike little arc they did, he wears blue and gold. So that's like a sign of Pike royalty, I guess. Nice. Ooh. He kept and was, doing uh, this.
4: I was like, "What is he yeah. drinking that he needs to keep constantly stirring?" And that was it? Phil
0: Lamar, right? Mm-hmm. I believe I saw. Philomar mm-hmm. in, the, in the credits, very cool. So hopefully he, we see uh, that character. He also again.
2: looked like if that world was a um Kingdom Hearts <laughs> level, he would have been like the key door.
4: <laughs> it's like
2: his exact pattern is like a keyhole on the front.
4: <laughs> That's so funny.
0: Are they making a new game of that, that 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 still hasn't come out or something? I keep hearing it that, came that it came out. out. It came out. Oh, it did? Okay. Yeah, Good. it was like Good. Happy for everybody.
2: 16 years or something like
4: that but it took too long lost interest oh it did yeah,
0: yeah. it's like chinese democracy um yeah for the five <laughs> guns and roses fans in the chat that <laughs> <laughs> um all right so uh Lacey, how, how are we looking in the chat everyone doing everyone having a good time everyone behaving themselves
4: yeah i think we're good
0: okay i think we have um, a super chat.
4: hold on let me go back really quick here's one Ryan Tell Wara, you. thank you so much. You said loved how Motto. and the guy putting the stormtrooper helmet on the spike subli gives us the reference to the timeline versus Mando season two episode one. Oh, there yeah, we go. Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: Perfect. Thanks, Ryan. Yes. Good, good. Yes. Good point. Well done, sir. Um, all right, where am I? Oh, so yeah, we have to get into the Mando code real quick. Before we get into our main, uh, just open discussion about the episode. This made me laugh,
4: swirling his <laughs> ice <coffee. laughs> yeah.
0: Um So we do this every season on the Mando Fan Show. We sort of give away these uh, random numbers and you got to kind of figure out what it's going to be by the end. And we give away a grand prize. So uh, every episode I reveal one number and on uh, the seventh episode after chapter seven, we'll reveal what the final number is and how to submit your guesses to win the Mando Code bounty. Now, the grand prize this year is going to be the Star Wars Black Series Boba Fett Rearmored Electronic Helmet. And I revealed the second number last week, so make sure you go back and catch up if you haven't yet because I don't think anyone's going to want to help you out because uh, that's what bounty hunting is. You don't want to help other people out. <laughs> so th- the third number in the Mando Code is five. Jot it down, get it tattooed, whatever you got to do. And uh, we have four to go. So you have three numbers now. Um, All right. So let's kind of get into our main thoughts and have just an open discussion about this. Um, First, what I always like to do is just ask quickly, go around, you know, to get too in depth, but your favorite single moment or favorite, even just one shot of this episode just to uh, get us warmed up here. So uh, Alex, I'm going to start with you on this. Do you have a favorite moment of the episode or a favorite singular shot or anything like that?
3: Yeah, we do this on a on our book report as well, and we have people draw our our favorite moments. So I, I drew. Oh my
4: god, I love it! Uh,
3: <laughs> that's Boba Fett being attacked by Black Chrysanthem. There, there we go. No. Uh, that that shot like got a legitimate gasp out of me because like he's in the <sighs> middle of the dream, and then they open the back to tank, and the back to starts pouring out, and I was like, who did that? And then it just cuts to Black Chrysanthem's angry face oh like, like i screamed and uh i wasn't ready for it i was
0: so glad it happened it was so much fun oh um, my can i see that one more time oh sure <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> a little fuzzy arms the funny thing is it does look like something you'd see on like a store uh like a show like rick and morty or something like it looks like <laughs>
2: it, it took and, me a uh, second to realize that's him hooked up with the mouthpiece because mm-hmm. i thought his mouth was open with one tooth
0: i was like we've gone over his teeth the best teeth in the galaxy yeah yeah. but i do love that alex made it a point to include the eyebrows which is a key component oh yeah you surprised right (laughs) (laughs) um all right so molly now i'm very excited so what was your favorite uh
1: so uh, my moment my favorite moment was when boba and the rancor were bonding
4: oh my god that is
2: <laughs> holy
1: moment. cow <laughs> the detail yeah the detail on boba right i mean his face oh my is god, like... it's beautiful.
0: <laughs> yeah on boba yeah <laughs> holy cow did you so did you look uh are do you draw based on like you look at something and try to freehand it uh, that's I, really good
1: i did cheat a little bit i looked up what the lego rancor looked like and that's what i based this off of
0: that's awesome wow <laughs> if, if the hearts weren't there we would all assume it was a ralph Macquarie. Yeah. Um, it's a
2: it's a molly Macquarie <laughs> <Iris Lewis.
0: laughs> um i i'm next i i i forgot my homework um but i so i didn't draw anything but I my moment is the same but it was when the rancor first was revealed um because it's just kind of like sleeping and and you're not sure what's about to happen so i felt a little bit of like anxiety of is this thing about to just burst up or is is this going to be like a a situation where they fight over it or there's going to be a twist where there's a backstab but it was pretty clean how they did it but just seeing a rancor in a different way than we're used to seeing it just kind of on this sort of like gurney with the straps on it maybe sedated um and then learning its story um and more about its behavior via danny Trejo. Uh,
4: i noticed him before the rancor Me too. That
0: yeah yeah there he is
4: you see the mustache and you're like is that who i think it is
0: right right so
4: i just thought of the south park episode again where they steal the whale <laughs> they put it on
0: a car <laughs> oh where they leave it on the moon, shoot it the
4: moon. <laughs> that's so
0: sad that is so sad that it's like the is saddest so south Park episode ever besides when the the, the hockey kids well, i won't get into that one but
4: oh my god um, every time i think of that episode it's just so
0: ridiculous it is yeah <laughs> i oh um god. no i yeah i liked i liked that whole aspect in that shot um and learning more about uh the rancors and that sort of thing so curious uh where we go from here though. I may have some ideas, um, but uh, who is next? Who is next? James, you're next on the list. Favorite moment, favorite shot.
2: Um, I got to go with the same as yours specifically when like the Rancor pulls up. Cause I think, I think I just have those moments and you guys might be sick of hearing it, but like when all the pieces are coming together, I'm like sitting, watching this on television. And I'm like, this show is about Boba Fett and he's standing next to a comic book character. And you know, I know Fennec Shand showed up in The Mandalorian, but I also think of her as like an animated like Bad Batch character. I'm like, so there she is, you know. And then you're looking across the way, you got the Rancor from Return of the Jedi. You got Danny Trejo, cool cameo. You got these huts, which represent kind of new characters, but also like CG huts, so it kind of represents the prequels and stuff. And I'm like. <laughs> man, like, I like, this is nuts. Like we're watching this right now. This is just new content that's going to go down in like live action Star Wars. So it's just, I feel like it's just very memorable. Some of those specific scenes where you're like looking around the round table and you're like, who's sitting here right now? And it's like celebrity, 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 celebrity. (laughs) It's like, I'll always remember like that night when like these celebrities were all in this room, you know, and I couldn't believe where I was at it feels that way as a fan sitting there and looking at like, you know uh, all these characters standing apart and having this conversation. You're like, what is happening? Like am I dreaming right now, or is like, (laughs) is black chrysanthemum really being hired by these twin huts? And you know, it's like, it's so nuts.
1: What a time to be alive. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No joke. It's crazy. Like every Tuesday night, sometimes I like forget because I'm like, Oh, it's coming out tomorrow. You know, and for us, We're all East Coasters, and Mm -hmm. I know when we were on your show last year for this, I made a joke about people on the West Coast like complaining about staying up till midnight. I'm like, you guys have no idea. You have no (laughs) freaking idea. I stay up till midnight all the time. I'm always up. Did you
3: guys stay up for till three a.m. to watch this? No, I get
1: up in the morning now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. More, we get up at like six, six thirty to watch it. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. We we did in previous versions of. Shows for Disney Plus, like we've done the 3 a.m. thing and we'd switch it up, but we're just kind of like, yeah, you know, maybe maybe six to 8 a.m. <laughs>
4: is fine, yeah. you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, Lacey, you have a favorite moment or shot?
4: So, obviously, I love the Rancor, but we won't get into that. I do have a favorite shot, though, and it's kind of more on the technical side. When at the beginning of the episode, beginning ish part of the episode, where Boba Fett's in the Bacta tank. They do a crossfade on the rain on the window on the Bacta tank. So when he's laying there, you see the rain come onto the Bacta tank and then it fades to him back on Kamino. And then it does a pan to the right to the next scene. And it's very this like very clean, well done, like he's in the tank. You see, kind of the moisture from the window. Then it fades mm-hmm. to him looking out the window, and then oh, it goes cool, yeah. to the next scene. It's <gasps> so well done, and I appreciate things like that because I'm like, this person really thought through this moment of uh, how the storyboard is working for this. Go back and watch yeah. it; it's so cool. That's
1: yeah, that's yeah. a really nice touch. Yeah. Like they didn't have to do all that, but they did. nope they went they went for
4: it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and like. All the Camino stuff, anytime they flash to it, it's very brief. So I wonder if they're building to something bigger for a bigger flashback. Like if we see a DH version of him as Django again, that'd be amazing. You well, know what's but, interesting
2: about that scene is that it's the same one that they used last time, right? It's similar. I don't know if it's no, the I exact it's same. The same. I think it's the same. Is it the same? So so I feel like I feel like in a way what they might be doing is like, he keeps revisiting that scene for a very specific reason. And like the end of the series might show us like what that, <clears> yeah, what like happened. That scene like, is going to keep expanding, yeah, keeps getting a little bit longer or we see the yeah. next little part a little bit, but for whatever reason, it wasn't an expansion. It was literally like <clears> the <throat> same shot of him getting up and walking over to the window and the ship taking off. And I'm like, this is the same footage. So I don't know what is going on with this, but yeah, but I mean, it's the memory, it's
4: so the reoccurring
0: dream. You yeah,
4: know. it keeps getting a little longer each time, revealing mm. a little yeah. bit more. <clears throat> yeah. So it
0: is a little, yeah, it's a little different. They expand upon it. And Brian, I saw you, I saw you pop in there, Brian. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see what they what they go with that. And that, that is a very sort of artistic thing they do. And it looks beautiful, the communal stuff they're, uh, communal stuff they're doing. So, yeah. Um, so let's open it up. Let's just talk about the episode. Just have a chat about it, and we don't take turns or anything like that. I'll just figure I'll start it off by saying, and it's kind of jokey, but it's real. Like, if you're a friend of somebody making a live action Star Wars show, like just text them, and you'll probably get a role in the show. And it just or <laughs> or you've worked with them or something like Danny Trejo, Robert Rodriguez, and we saw. Uh, Favreau have a bunch of people he had known or worked with or or made sandwiches with show up in The Mandalorian, <laughs> so I I, th- I I think it's just a real thing. So uh, and and I the reason why I bring that up to to make it more like from joke to serious is does it bother you seeing so many recognizable people? Whereas you know we've seen that in Star Wars, we saw Woody Harrelson playing Beckett and stuff, and that he turns into Beckett for me, and it becomes fine. But when it's every episode, you feel like it's the cameo of the week. I I I, I understand those complaints a little bit. It doesn't necessarily bother me, but when you see like Stephen Root uh, and Danny Trejo and stuff like that, like that, does it does it bug any of you guys?
1: I don't. I it doesn't bug me because like I mean, just using these two as, as examples, Stephen Root and Danny Trejo are amazing actors. They're not, you know, just just comedian, comedians, which I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I hope they don't just like try to stick a comedian in every episode to give mm-hmm. them a cameo. Um, yeah. I don't know. I I do think going way, way back, I do think Brian Posehn took me out of it just a little bit because it oh, like, yeah. came to such a shock for me, but. Maybe I've just gotten used to it since it was so
3: early in the series too. Like Mm -hmm. it was like the second scene, and you're like, "Oh my god, Brian Posehn's here!" Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. with
2: with Horatio
3: Sands,
0: and without knowing that was Horatio Sands at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but, so, I mean this this episode, it seemed like it was a mixed bag for a lot of people. Um, I said it was my favorite, and I think the biggest reason why was like James. I think you hit the nail on the head. Without me understanding why I felt that way, and it's just like. All the different components of how Star Wars has come to life was kind of there in those types of scenes where you have a fully realized physical Wookiee, but you have CGI huts and then a Rancor rolls up and it's Boba Fett and it's new and it's fresh, but at the same time, it's very familiar and I feel like they're blending it well. Um, But I also liked that they kept it in the present and I didn't mind the chase as much as a lot of people. I'll I'll admit it did feel at points like it was having... um, like internet zoom lag errors and like <laughs> s- skip skipping a little bit. Cause some of it felt a little fuzzy or foggy to me to try to keep up with what was going on.
1: Yeah. I, I told Alex earlier that the, the car chase for me while I appreciated all of the like practical stuff that they were doing, like they actually had <clears throat> bikes that they were on. They just, they looked like they were on like amusement park tracks
4: <laughs> and
1: yeah it just reminded me of like the the indiana jones stunt show like i felt like <laughs> i was watching something like that on vacation just happen in front of me
0: oh yeah i could see that they were going kind of slow It felt like they were going a little too slow it definitely for a chase.
1: Like, yeah yeah it reminded it, me but it just like it took me out of it a little bit because i was noticing all these like nitpicky things and i was like uh, i don't know it, <laughs> it reminded
3: me of a quote from the Uh, making of star wars the book where they were talking about how the the effects people were trying to make the death star trench run look realistic and they were the x-wings were moving at the speed they should be and george was like no speed it up speed it up speed it up and they're like george if they're going this fast they'll get to the end of the trench in a matter of seconds and he's like i don't care (laughs) about real world (laughs) physics make it look fast and i feel Mm -hmm. like someone should have said that on set Mm -hmm. like i do feel like it was very slow but I'm like, I'm sure it's a huge challenge to stage something like that on the volume on this technology that's still basically being developed. So right. I'm like, I'm willing to forgive it. People who like their only thing is like the speeder chase was garbage. And so it's a garbage episode. I'm like, that was like <laughs> 10% of the episode. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll let it go. I loved the Rancor stuff. I loved the Black Crusades yeah. and So that's
0: fine. Right.
2: You know, it's funny, too, like I mentioned that that came from those bikes were built prop wise from um, that movie. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I haven't seen that movie. I only heard about that movie today. So maybe there was more inspiration behind like they were trying to kind of mimic a specific car chase or something that happens in that movie. Maybe that was kind of the vibe behind it or something. Um, But speaking of the car and the prop, I also can not confirm that is, in fact, the prop used from Solo, the land speeder. Uh, at the beginning the m68 that's the same prop that has been repurposed for this oh, show cool.
1: i thought about that and i i didn't want to sound dumb by being like oh it's another m68 because i don't think it's supposed to be the same model but
2: yeah but I felt the same way too. it's not the same ship obviously canon wise it's the same prop that they're reusing to yeah. invoke another ship maybe it's an m68 specifically in a different version somehow or something but yeah but
1: that Major kind Domo guy strikes me as a PT Cruiser
4: guy. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> that <laughs> is a perfect car for that guy. You know, it's, it's funny with,
2: like, with uh uh Someone in the chat like,
0: left who has a PT Cruiser, they're like.
2: <laughs> I was kind of getting tired of her character. As she showed up more and more. And I'm, uh, with this guy, I'm, like, more interested in seeing him every time for some reason like when he comes back i'm like oh this guy again get ready for some dry humor <laughs> lines awkward he Just does some BS
0: explanations though. like yeah. your typical customer service representative yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the ultimate customer service representative in the galaxy lacy do you like that guy I, I you haven't really gave us your thoughts on that guy too much
4: uh I think he irks me only because I've been in that customer service role so much in my career that like, I know the answers that he's giving and what, like destruction and terrible things are happening behind the door that you have to be like, no, everything's fine. Like, t- like leave us a message. We'll totally get back to you. No worries. <laughs> and then the moment something bad happens, you just book it. You're like, I'm out. Right. Um, <laughs> right. But speaking of the humor, James, I really have enjoyed Matt Barry D 88 and I'm a huge it <clears throat> crowd fan. I love that show. I rewatch it multiple times a year. It makes me laugh so hard. So hearing his voice the first time, I was like, that sounds like that executive guy from IT Craft. And then I realized <laughs> it was him. But this episode, I think he really got to highlight that. He has not in previous episodes where he really explained everything. And they went into who had different portions of most Espa, which is nice. Um, and I just really like how he has that dry humor. But it's like somewhat darker than K2S though. But he's not as yeah. naive sometimes as C three PO. It's like that really kind of melding of both of those characters, which re- I really enjoy.
0: Right, right. And and Richard Ioade is that how you pronounce the name? He from IT Crowd was in yeah. Mando. He played. He Zero, was the guy that right?
4: ultimately does the frog lady voice because yeah. she takes his voice. <laughs> <piece>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now we gotta see if Chris O'Dowd's gonna show up um i know right <laughs> but um so i the you the, the one thing you know i know people had gripes and stuff like that about the chase stuff but I, that is like very like george lucas and a lot of people made that joke most vespa um so <laughs> so we're all we all together came up with it everyone did um <laughs> But it, it it it's very George Lucas uh American graffiti and street racing mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. It just like I agree with what you were saying, Molly, about it, it just felt kind of slow and it, it didn't feel like the 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 danger was there. It felt almost like a G-rated version or like if you were to recreate the real chase that happened, that's the recreation of it, um or so or whatever.
1: Yeah, you um, needed George there to be like, make it faster.
0: Yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. So <laughs> and the colors of the cars and stuff was very also like sort of American graffiti in a way. And so I, I was fine with that element of it. And it, it had a little bit of that kitty in innocence to it. Um, so i not that big of a problem with me. Um, I, I'm just, I'm curious to see where, where it does go from this point, because you know, how, how did uh black chrysanthemum get in, you know, so easily who, who let him in. And, you know, I've been saying since before the show aired, you know, if they, if they keep saying the godfather with this series, crime families always somehow have someone who betrays someone from within. And I still always see Boba Fett as a loner. So I just have this weird feeling that Fennec Shand is, is doing something behind his back and that there's going to be a betrayal from her.
4: There was a moment when the Rancor shows up, If if you go back and watch the blocking, where she turns and puts her gun towards Big K. But... The weird thing is, is the way she's blocked, they have Boba Fett in the middle and the Wookiee on one side and her on one side. But the way she's facing, it looks like the gun's going directly into Boba Fett. And I remember the moment it happens, I was like, is she turning on him at right now? Is this the moment? Mm-hmm. Because they were like, oh, you know, we've got this thing for you. And she turns so abruptly and the way that it's shot, the blocking, it just makes it look like she's about to shoot him. And I was just like, yeah. oh, no, because then they cut to the side and she's a little bit behind Boba Fett. But I thought it was really intentional.
2: Yeah, I'd like to get your guys' thoughts on that too, Molly and uh, Alex, just because there there was something else too that I thought was a little bit wasted. And that was Boba Fett seemingly like he's never seen this person or heard of this person before. He's like giving him tips like he's a young bounty hunter he's never encountered before. And I was like, it's kind of a wasted opportunity. But like I, I was even I got crossed referenced here because like not cross reference but mixed signals because it seemed like when they're sitting there at the table she's like you know that the huts hired chrysanthemum like as if they're talking about him like we all know who this person is so Mm -hmm. she's she's addressing him like they know who this person is but he doesn't so it so maybe that's part of it like she's familiar with this guy but with it maybe not so much as what they're trying to kind of come at that angle so it's say like maybe they're working together she let in kind of thing that's why chrysanthemum's standing there like what do i do he's like looking at fennec like okay i'll go yeah there was this really awkward you hired me you know maybe that's part of it kind of that's the
1: face of a kid whose parents are fighting with their with their (laughs) aunts and uncles and he's like what do i do
3: (laughs) i'm just gonna jog away
4: (laughs) i wonder if you go back and watch if there is a moment where she nods like a one of these Because that would mm-hmm. lead to your theory, James.
3: I, did, I brought that up in our, our stream, too, where I'm like, does this shake your trust in Finnick? And right now, I'm, I, I definitely am like, where was she? How did he get in there? Why was she the last one to show up? Mm-hmm. And she basically saves Kersanton's life because uh, the one guy was about to shoot him in the face. And then she just stabs him in the hand. So he falls. So th- there, are, there's definitely evidence for it, but I mostly just I, I want to believe she's still on good,
4: the the up good and up. Side, yeah, but yeah,
3: yeah um, James, like you were saying, I feel like they're trying to play both sides. Like the the showrunners, I think they're trying to be like, mm. yeah, if you know that Boba Fett and Cursanta know each other, then we're trying to make that work, but we're not overtly acknowledging it. So, yeah. like, mm. my personal headcanon is when he's like, "Hey, take it from a former bounty hunter, that that's just Boba Fett being kind of a dick."
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought it was really? like such a good opportunity for like something that you know us nerds dream about, like a sentence that's like, "Run back to Afra" or something like that. That would mean mm. nothing to you know those fans that just watch the movies or whatever, but mm. like anybody who knows that would be like, "Oh." Oh, yes yeah. Yeah. you know and, and it For would sure. acknowledge that they've have uh come into contact before they know who each other is and i think that stuff is what uh was very successful with george's writing like you you fought in the clone wars doesn't need <clears> to say <throat> what those are just drop something that makes people wonder what is that i want to know more about that you know yeah. if you can i drop do want to line, know more about
4: this <laughs> Brian Ward says I like I like Molly's taking a jump theory. So I figured
1: Finnick wouldn't oh, normally I just let another me. bounty hunter into the palace that she had to be taking a dump while that happened because <laughs> her outfit is, like, so complicated to, like, get back on. She was probably like, oh, man, the first break I get, somebody breaks into the palace and she's putting everything back on. Uh, I didn't stop a lot Bobo. of leather. up leather, row. too, yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: she Bobo was either taking a dump corner, like, hey, or, like, here. <laughs> using using an oil can on her like mechanical parts. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you so is that your way of saying you think she's innocent here? There's nothing nothing uh suspicious going on. She just has uh she ate she ate some bad Taco Bell.
1: <laughs> well, she was like gorging herself uh, at the at the table That's earlier. So. <laughs> That's good writing. <thinking>. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I want to I want to yeah, tell evident. myself that she is good and that she's not going to betray him, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to totally say that it wouldn't ever happen. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, it should, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out because, man, they're really with Mandalorian, they're like Western, 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 Kurosawa, Western. And then with this one, they're like gangsters, Godfather. And we still haven't even seen that whole like classic meeting of the families dinner yet, which I think is the only shot. That were in the previews and trailers, which probably Robert Rodriguez lied through his teeth. So yeah, totally you
4: know, <laughs> did. <dead>. Through his <laughs> first or just outright.
0: Yeah, first half of the first episode is all we saw, and we're still we're heading to chapter four every episode. Yeah, we're heading to chapter four. And we still have the that dinner, and I'm sure there's a, a, something else slipping my mind as well. Um, but. <clears throat> these gangster stories no matter if it's like a classic like the Godfather or even like ones that I like like Sons of Anarchy there's always that internal like we're family we're family but someone's always betraying someone else because they either got themselves in a t- tough spot or they just want the power um, it, you know she is you know very independent in her own right and now she's sitting there taking orders from Boba Fett on whether she can kill someone and she's an assassin like how long is that going to last it could be uh, like a Lando to speak, situation, like, you know?
1: too. Like, because, like, like, Lando, we all think Lando betrays them and Empire. And then he's like, I, my hands were tied. I, yeah. Something could have happened with her. I, yeah. I don't know. She seems to, like, know a lot of people. She's, like, this well known assassin. So, around?
0: yeah. Yeah. True. So, where do you guys think we're heading in chapter four? Because, um, we talked about this, um, on the podcast, but this is like that tipping point where we're going to be, we're, we're less than halfway there, but by, by next Wednesday, we're going to be more than halfway. So it's going to be sort of like we're getting down to the home stretch. Um, so um, I want to get your guys points on that, but uh, Lacey, I just want to make sure to check in how, uh, how things are going in the chat.
4: Yeah. So we do have a couple super chats. First, we have Kumar. Hey, you Thank you for the super chat who said, help me understand how Boba with the family of a half a dozen cast offs has any power at all. So do you guys, I don't know who wants to take this one about how it's possible that Boba has any power. I mm-hmm. think he's kind of trying to get it right, Molly. Yeah, do he doesn't have any power
1: right now. He's he's still very much trying to figure everything out. And uh, it's interesting how much he, like, asks questions. He asks everybody questions, especially Fennec. Like, what what do you think I should do? Like, I'm going to do this. What Like, what do you think? What's your input? So he yeah. just, like, he doesn't know what he's doing.
2: Totally. Which is weird because it feels like the other story that happened in the past is telling us like how he got to become a leader, how he understood how to like lead people. But then as soon as he gets actually the the, the real job, he's like, he seems very confused.
3: Well, like, what, I think he knows how to oh, go ahead.
2: I was just going to say, that's what I didn't like about episode one. You know, he like was very like, what are we doing here? I'm lost. I'm confused. It was like uh, Keanu Reeves in The Matrix. Like, what is this? What's the spoon? <laughs> what do we do? You know, like asking all these questions and stuff like he, <laughs> doesn't, seem s- he doesn't seem like a very good leader. Uh, he seems a little lost at times.
3: What what do you was, I, I think he knows how to lead people like in a good way. And that's just not what a crime lord does. So yeah, uh, like I still want to figure out I want them to get to that point in the flashbacks where he's like i'm gonna be a crime leader so he can explain why because i still don't understand that motivation
0: it's yeah and like it seems like the like favreau really believes in exposition and then pay off and explaining why he showed you what he showed you first um like uh almost like a reverse magic trick or something but like i don't know if this is a good theory or not but what if he, for for some reason, they like those Tuscans like just changed everything about it, the way he thinks, and he's doing this uh, in a sacrificial way, where he's trying to tear down the crime syndicates that are controlling Tatooine to give the planet back to the Tuscans or something like that. And then at the end, he's like, it's you know, it's your world again or whatever. And whether he, I assume he's going to live because you don't bring back Boba Fett after forty years and then kill him again, but. Um, <laughs> that's just a theory of mine because there has to be so they spent so much time with the Tuscans. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I, I enjoyed it, but there has to be a bigger payoff at the end. And I, I would like to think it's more than them just showing up to help him in a battle um, more, more thematic or something, but I don't know if that's anything that resonates with you guys.
1: It'll well, be interesting that... to see if we see any more Tuscans and like when we see them. Cause like it would, if assuming everyone from that, tribe is dead there was some talk on our show like whether or not the warrior lady is dead because we didn't technically see her but assuming they're all dead like it would have to be like another tribe that would just hopefully see what he was wearing or see like the gaffy stick and like know that like okay you're cool you know like we're we're cool yeah um
4: i don't know
0: yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just. Well, we have uh,
4: another super chat. Oh, cool! <laughs> Christian Rouse, thank you so much for the super chat. He said, "Boba Fett literally has Under Armour, but don't love you guys. Oh, the best boy. channels on YouTube together again. Oh. It's true. we are together, <sighs> again. together Thanks, again.
2: Do you think you'll be able to buy his robe? Do you think they'll make <gasps> that merch? <laughs> his
1: they'll sell Tuscan anything, robe? man. Robe."
2: No, yeah. the, the when after uh, the black chrysanthemum fight happens, and they're all down there, and he oh, comes like, the corner, and, oh <laughs> his, he's like cornering. He's got his little Alfie robe on, and he's like tying the knot. You know, and he's like, I, I want his little get wrapped up down here.
1: I want his little uh, undies that he's booty wearing in the back to tank. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: His little like sponsored by Mac Weldon thing. Pops I feel up so terrible saying episode. booty
4: shorts, and I'm about to read this super chat from oh, john yeah. mcarthur i'm so sorry john who said so yeah. sad for the tuscans especially the women and children absolutely right. that right. is very it was a very sad moment yeah. the i mean they are animals
2: there. so they were slaughtered like animals <laughs>
4: that, that's that's an okay anakin, that's anakin. anakin. Yeah. Yeah. anything or someone people like james beady
0: on the resistance broadcast said, oh was yeah. anakin who said that oh okay
4: ryan's <laughs> back again thank you ryan who said john's on to something with fennec she was supposedly late to the fight with with big k i don't want to mess up his name. So uh, say, how did he get in like... anyway?
0: Dude, yeah. I'm
1: saying, man.
4: I said that too in my uh, Mandalorian minute. I was like... They have it's... a lot of
0: like
1: open windows in that place. It's not very yeah. well kept. Wookiees uh, looks uh, like yeah. Aladdin's
4: palace.
3: Wookiees can climb. That, but... I yeah. like the idea of him trying to sneak in the front door. Like it's raising up and being very noisy. <laughs> like <laughs> a kid sneaking st- back into the house at night. Yeah. Or yeah.
1: maybe that maybe that TTYL droid is still alive and kicking. And it was like, well, yeah, no, I'm not letting thing? you in, jerk.
0: That's a good point. We need our fan service from that guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, very true. But also when he, sh- when he rolled up um we'll get to nathan's in one second but when he rolled up on the back of the tank he didn't come from the outside uh balcony he was from the inside of the room so unless <laughs> he walked around it for some dumb reason it, to me it looked like he came from inside the the and he could have went from through a different window i get that but i don't know
1: i think the uh, tank only opened on one side baby well
0: then, then, then screw me. How long do you think
1: Chris <laughs> Anton was
3: in there, like trying to figure out the best way to surprise him? Like, open does it. open from not. this side? No, I have to be over here. Okay, four, like, where's the
0: button?
3: <laughs> it like on the <laughs>
0: on the toilet, googling how to open back the things for <laughs> texting him.
4: All right, we have a super chat from 402 fet Thank you so much. Who said possible that the gang has a Tuscan warrior and the kid? He gonna realize. Uh, is he going to realize when he goes after them? Maybe. I think they show the kid is dead. Like, they pan down to that child, don't oh, that they? that was and the kid? They show his gaffy stick. Like, Boba um, f-
1: puts the, the kid's gaffy stick in the fire. The fire. I figured yeah. that that meant
4: that he was dead.
0: Which was uh, Jimmy Kimmel's nephew. <laughs> played... Yes. I need to be really?
4: friends with Jon Favreau if I For want to be real. in Star Wars. That is uh the... He'll let anyone in.
0: <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Um so I mean
4: he did go up to Bill Burr in a bar saying, Hey, you like Star Wars, man? You like Star Wars? And, and Bill, Bill Burr was like, was like no.
0: no. And then he's like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> um all right. So what do what do you guys think? Uh just doesn't be a bold prediction or anything, but wh- where do you what do you think we're going uh for, for chapter four, uh, Alex?
3: Uh flashback, he's gotta get revenge on the sp- swoop gang in the present day. Uh, I think he's going to have the meeting with the with the families. I'm trying to think of how, like, a lot of these have had parallel storytelling where whatever happens in the past relates to the present day. So maybe it's kind of having a meeting with enemies. And, you know, in the past, he had a meeting with the Swoop Gang, and it didn't go very well because he murdered them all. And uh <laughs> in the present, <laughs> he, he's having a meeting with, like, the Klajuinians like and that. the Aqualish and the Trandoshans. And they're trying like to find that. some common ground.
0: Cool, I like that. How about you, Molly?
1: Yeah, I think the dinner party is is coming soon, either the next episode or the one after. But I'm really hoping that we get to see more from inside of the sanctuary and Garza Whip because she's like the only person left in the city that had any like quote unquote power. I think she's got more power than she's leading on, and I, like I, I want to. I want to go like behind the scenes in the sanctuary and see what she's running.
0: Yeah, me too. I agree. And she's been like, so into it too. Jennifer Beals. She's been ex- like really excited and, and seems to know star Wars. And that always makes me happy seeing when actors are like l- loving it and not just there to, you know, hit their Mark. Um, yeah. uh, Lacey, how about you? Where are we going in chapter four?
4: Yeah, I think everyone's on the right page that they're going to be meeting with the families. I think that's the last kind of big chunk that we've seen in trailers and stuff. And it's been leading up to that, especially with the explanation from 88 8 of who takes care of what. Um, I love the Garza stuff you just said, Molly, because I'm definitely one of those people that's like been asking, like, what else is she doing? She's too nice. She's too <laughs> playing all the sides. Like what's mm-hmm. going on and who's telling her what to do because i don't think it's the huts i don't think it's the mayor so it's like who is behind the curtain with her even though she is a powerful person in in the city um so i think yeah i think that's the and we're gonna have to see him take on the uh, swoop gang like alex said i think that's pretty straightforward of what's coming i hope we get some rancor training in the next episode because i think we got the beginning of it i want to see where that goes
0: yes more it's so core.
4: cute people were arguing with me that it's not cute it's cute well, we did that. a
0: poll we did a poll
4: we did yeah. and people said it wasn't cute this is know. literally from the storyboard how is it not <laughs> <laughs> official concept art
0: <laughs> especially now when you hear like like the the first thing they make eye contact with they mm-hmm. they you know the noise for it makes like, and it has a it has a like a scratch spot like come on they're turning these things into puppies
1: also, he's <laughs> definitely going to give it a name because I didn't notice it the first time, but the second time, he's like, what are we going to call, you? Gonna call yep. you? And I was like, oh, uh, he's going to name it.
3: That's so What do you cool. think he's going to name it?
4: Grogu 2.0. <laughs> 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 I oh, I had look? a really dumb
1: name earlier that I was like, this is this is the dumbest joke I think oh, I may ever make. But I was like, he could name it Tan Not So Wee.
4: Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Everyone thinks it might be Moochie. That's what I'm really saying.
0: It's <laughs> no, oh, that's not
4: now. It does have no. a cool gnarly nose ring. I noticed that. Yeah. It does.
0: Um all right, so James, what's the Rancor gonna be called and what's happening in chapter four?
2: <laughs>
4: didn't we have like a
2: didn't we have like Dankor or something like that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh! Like did you hear
4: kid. him say "talking dank" in this episode?
2: Yeah, yeah, of- yeah,
4: yeah. I was like, "Oh man!" Well, Felicity said
2: "dank" <laughs> Ferric too. I think. Yeah, she did, but it was it was a kind of a new way to use the word. Like he Talkin says something dank. like, "Hope your mouth as good at fighting
4: is- as you are at talking dank." Yeah, talking mm-hmm. dank.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "Okay,
4: mm-hmm. all right um okay, that's the next podcast. Wait, just wait for it. Someone's gonna Talk have a podcast called yeah. Talk and dank.
2: dank. Yeah. I don't know. Um it's <laughs> that's, that's, that's right on. Um, <laughs> uh, no, there's the, the thing is is like there's so many loose ends right now. Like we're talking about the the swoop bike gang. Um and also, you know, there's this like gang that he just picked up. Like you don't bring them in for that one episode, they're gonna be around. You know, we want to know what's going on with the Pikes. We want to know if there's more to um, the the resort, like that little casino where Jessica Beals is and stuff. Like there's all these little like loose ends and they they seem like they are not connected. You know, like who hired this person? Like, well, it could be them. It could be them. It could be Fennec Shand. Like we, we don't know what's going on. Um, so at this point in the show, I feel like there's so many different directions we could go specifically for the next episode. We could get a look over here. We could get a look over here. I'm not even entirely positive that, um, our office space buddy is done in the show. He seems like someone who probably could come back and be like, you know, I'm getting revenge on now. I'm mad at him for, for making me look like an idiot and busting me out of that deal. 1300 credits. So, um
0: gonna sit the I, I really the don't know.
2: It's it's going to be one of these things, which is obvious. But um I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited to get to that point where everything, you know, all all of it makes sense.
1: That's like a yeah. continuing thing, I think, because like when Boba Fett in the in his flashback, he goes to that little bar and he like beats up all the guys that are there from that gang, and he's like, mm-hmm. that did it. That sent the message yeah and then you know they they're like gonna come back tenfold with their revenge and they took out the whole tuscan tribe so yeah i think you're onto something there because like i yeah he's gonna come back with something stronger
0: yeah escalation's a big thing in um gangster movies like like the godfather when he's like when he has the meeting with the families at the table he's like when will this end how many of our sons do we need to kill before we you know move on so i i agree with that um which makes me also agree that uh with you guys that that meeting's probably got to happen soon at least in the middle of this story to see where it goes from there and we understand what these other families or factions whatever you want to call them are coming from um but then i think uh depending on how it goes i think boba's gonna take a little uh not so tawn not so we for a spin and uh <laughs> We're going to see some chaos on the streets of Tatooine. So I think it's going to be, uh, I hope things start getting wild. And I also hope they leave Tatooine. I hope there's at some point we go off world a bit, but we'll see. That, would be that, nice. that yeah. is a good point. I mean,
2: we've heard the stuff of him saying like, well, there's the scene on the gunship, you know, and stuff. So I
4: love that. I mean, Every that time that James implies, does something with both, oh, yeah. talks in that voice. <laughs> what is that?
0: James it's like a, it's a, James a, doesn't realize always like, yeah, he, he's over
4: in the past. Purposeful, <laughs> really
0: purposeful bad impression. <laughs> James doesn't We're realize back. he's doing a decent Batman impression while trying to sound yeah. like yeah. I,
3: I think they're gonna like through the flashbacks catch up with where we saw him in the Mandalorian. So that'd be The, great. Scene, the scene on the Slave One might be uh, a flashback. Because we see yeah. them trying... they We see them taking it back in in the trailers.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, we haven't seen the Sleigh 1 yet, too. Right. We have not, yeah.
3: Right.
2: Yeah, well, um, was there anything from the Mandalorian that could kind of help the situation? Like, once Boba Fett got his armor back, was he like, you know, I could use your help for something. But then Mandalorian's like, but we got to go do this first kind of thing. Did he give any sort of reference that...
0: He basically
3: we watched the uh, the tragedy right before this started just to get hyped. And by the way, Molly wept when uh, Grogu showed up. I haven't <laughs> seen him in a, like uh, oh. <laughs> a while.
1: It's
3: been a while. Once he gets the armor back, uh, he he basically says, "Hey, we made a deal. I promised you the child's safety in exchange for the armor. The child's not safe, so I will help you uh, fix that." so he didn't mention anything mm. about mm. other plans
2: cuz i i was trying to think like is there any chance it it doesn't seem to make sense timeline wise but i was thinking is there any chance that like now that the tuscans have been destroyed he's like i'm going to go get my armor back or something but well, i wonder I if know. it's kind of like a... quite line up but you know he's like Even... walking around and he see you know they do the flashback where he's looking out he's on the mountainside and he sees mandalorian driving away or whatever I wonder if he's,
3: this is totally, it wouldn't have made a difference because he wasn't there at all, but I wonder if he's like, oh, if only I'd had my armor, like I could have better protected the Tuscans or something like that.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Do you guys think, um, before we wrap up, do you think he's going to, uh, on that theme, he's going to be tipped off about uh, his armor? you think he's going to like somehow go to that uh, village and see, Cobb Vanth wearing it from afar and be like, that's my Ama. Or, or do you think, like, how do you think that's going to? Because he, well, <laughs> we voices. see him. You
4: it... guys talk normally and then all of a sudden you're in this voice. <laughs> Where's you're like, trigger? so then I went and I was like, <laughs> You're like. <laughs>
0: uh, because when we see him in chapter nine, he's sort of like overlooking uh, Mando with the armor on his speeder and he's like, all right, there's my Ama. Um, so I don't know. What do, he's what like, do you, not what looking
1: for it at all. And then he's like, I found it. <laughs> <Where> it <is. laughs> I, I don't know. It would be cool if he like walked into a bar and just overheard people talking about this, this, this Cobb Vanth guy wearing renowned Bo- uh, bounty hunter Boba Fett's armor. And they were like, Boba Fett looks like he lost weight and got taller. Weird. I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or the are yeah, like the, talking about Boba Fett, uh, you know, now that he's dead and freely talk like smack about him mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he just beats Who up the whole bar told... with his gaffy stick.
2: Who was it that told Mando about the armor? Because I thought it was it was like that. It was like uh supposedly there's someone wearing armor. The, the
3: cockroach, oh, the, the Pelimato uh right? Pelimato. No, it was uh that
4: Ant Man Ant Man it was in
3: the, the Gamorrean fighting ring. Yeah, it was that... uh Leguizamo's character. Yeah, Leguizamo just was like, Hey, I That's heard there was right. a Mandalorian on Tatooine, just random dude. That knew that, yeah. So I guess someone <laughs> somewhere has been spreading the word, yeah. That
2: that he's wearing it and he's around or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Be it'll, be, it'll be cool. Think it'll be it could cover. be
3: Finnick. Finnick might have some information. Plotting.
0: Hmm. Um, it'd be cool what to see Cobbath pop up and. Uh, Boba Fett add some layers to this whole thing. I'll do yeah. anything to see more. You guys h- how's your cardboard cut out? Is it is it holding up all right? It's it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. It gets better um, every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, that's that's pretty much it. So uh, we look forward to seeing where we go next week. Um, first off obviously want to say uh huge thanks to Molly and Alex for joining us. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Thank you guys. Um, so appreciate of course. it thanks for coming by Anytime, um, yeah. I mean, plug away. I know a lot of our audience uh, seems in the comments to also watch you guys. But uh, where can they find you guys? And however you'd like to uh, plug yourselves, go for it.
3: Yeah, we're on YouTube at Star Wars Explained, and uh, we're doing you know all the normal coverage, reviews, and Easter egg videos, and we're doing our our after show, the book report. at six Eastern every Wednesday. Um, and Molly? Molly,
1: that's pretty much it <laughs> it's molly damon at twitter uh you can find us on instagram facebook all all the socials we're there saying and, all the same stuff
0: and, and, and molly so you're amazing. nominated for a schmodown podcast
4: Awards. oh yeah, yeah
1: that's true if you're if you're a fan of the schmodown um you can check out a certain point of view which is nominated for schmodown media award so
0: sweet good Yay, luck
1: trivia. thank
0: you um Voted for you guys <laughs> <laughs> every other show will never invite me on i guess but um no but uh yeah no thanks to you guys for coming on uh we want to say a special thank you to everyone who joined us live uh whether you're listening to this after the fact thank you either way uh, but a special thank you to our patrons at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast uh, you're the reason a show like this exists and we're able to put the time in to do this Um, and, uh, so a special thank you to our generals and our spice runners. First, our generals, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Oliver Lewis, Frank Ronde, Joe Ritchie, Darth Hurricane, John Charlton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Nathan Shank, Danny, and Val Trishkoff. And our spice runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Double C, Chris, Kendall Gellner, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, Micah Harrison, and Thomas Hennessey. Thank you all for all of your support. Uh, make sure you're checking us out on Mondays for the resistance broadcast during the run of any sort of streaming star Wars show. And then once those shows end, we'll be back to Monday and Thursday, but always Mondays. And of course the audio feed of the Mando fan show will hit uh, your apps on Thursday morning, uh, StarWarsNewsNet.com for all of your star Wars news reviews, editorials, information, and more Johnny Hoey on Twitter. Uh, also star Wars newsnet and my movie podcast, just like the movies. We just did, uh, Austin powers. um, Lacey, how about you?
4: People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. And this morning, today, I did the Mandalorian Minute, the Mando Minute here on the YouTube channel. And we do that every Wednesday morning, mid lunch <laughs> time to talk about our immediate reaction. So definitely check that out.
0: Yeah, for sure. James, and you might be up next.
2: Yeah, I might be up next. It might be you. i not really sure, but check it out Wednesday. As for me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, both at Myra Trunks, M I R A H T R U N K S.
0: Yes. So thank you to everybody. We will see you next week to talk about chapter four of the Book of Boba Fett. So, from us here at the Mando Fan Show, we'll see you around, kids.